This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Well, we came over here to Mother's Peninsula Grill again, and we are here with Heather Grant. We want to talk about the Tour de Talbot, which is on the eastern shore, and it's a little bit out of our geographic range, but boy, it's so worth doing it. And as anybody who listens to this knows that I am a um, very, very amateur and very casual biker, and I discovered this bike ride, and I I hesitate to say it's a, not a race, it's not really a race, it's a ride, uh, last year, and it was just such a fantastic experience for me, and when I saw that it was coming up again in June, I was like, oh man, I got to be in there again, and then I said, I want to talk to Heather about it, because we want to see if we can get more people out there to ride with it, so thank you for coming up here, and uh, thank you for running this race, this is an amazing race. Thank you for having me, great to be here. Well, well, the Tour de Talbot, it is a... I said race again. See, I'm going to do that all the time. I need somebody to like hit me when I do You're that. You're not but the only one. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, okay. So it's a bike ride, but it, it has varying lengths. It's got a 30 mile, a 40 mile, and a 62 and a half. Yep, that's which the is... uh, 100 kilometer. So okay. okay, let me preface this by saying the first time I ever did the Lifeline, they said, oh, 30 miles. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you absolutely kidding me? And it just sounds like such a huge, daunting number, but it's not. Uh, when, you, when you really get into it, I mean, if you're riding it, you know, maybe 11, 10 miles an hour, 9 miles an hour, it's not that long. It can be a leisurely ride. And we always make sure we have plenty of breaks. Yeah, true. Yeah, you actually had good break stops. But the Tour de Talbot is this bike ride on the Eastern Shore, and it is a spectacular ride no matter which one you do. You know, we just had such a, a fantastic time. Very little rain. We had a couple spritzes of rain that came through, but that nothing. not that we got wet or anything. Where did it come from? How did you come up with it? Sure. I mean, a few years ago, a group of friends and I, in the middle of the pandemic, were kind of looking for a way to get out in the outdoors and uh, do some bike, longer distance bike rides. That's kind of what we do. And most of the events that we've been doing for the previous years have been canceled because of the pandemic. So it was spring. Um, we had kind of been quarantined for a few months, and we were looking for kind of a way to raise money for the Maryland Food Bank. So about 50 of us got together, and we did the tour to quarantine is kind of what we called it. And uh, we had one distance. We had two stops with kind of um, mobile food and water support, and uh, we raised about $500 for the Maryland Food Bank. And so the following year, everybody was kind of asking us if we're going to be doing the tour to quarantine again. At that point, you know, COVID was still kind of going strong, and we felt that we kind of needed to take on a more positive tone, get away from the quarantine aspect of it. And nobody had been using the tour to Talbot moniker for a few years, so we did a little bit of did a little bit of research and found out the domain name was available. And nobody was using that um, the name for the ride anymore, so we kind of just took it over. And the first one back was last year, and we'll be doing it again this year on June 4th. It is a fun ride, and we, you know, popped over the bridge early morning, and it's right there by the Eastern Fire Hall. There's plenty of parking there. Um, It starts in the, I guess the technical start is really the parking lot of Sprouts. Actually, we're going to be starting from the fire hall this year. They're going to be one of our partners. We're going to be using their facility completely. So we'll have bathrooms there for everybody in the morning. A uh, great place for to park and kind of get ready for the ride. So it'll be starting and ending there. And then at the end of the ride, we'll be having kind of an expo uh, called the Talbot Thrive Expo. And that's going to be a, a kind of chance for us to introduce the new nonprofit, which is taking over the ride, and have some music, food, possibly some, some beer options for riders afterwards. And then in addition, open it up for the whole community. Okay, well, you said the nonprofit is sort of taking it over. Tell me about that. 
Yeah, so uh, Talbot Thrive is a, a kind of came out of a group of meetings of concerned citizens in Talbot County in April of 2021, uh, where we kind of got together to discuss um, access to safe uh, pathways for stuff like bike riding or rollerblading, running, walking. We've kind of since expanded that mission to um, to really promote the area of Talbot County for people who come to visit and want to travel safely in something other than a car. So since then, we've kind of established the nonprofit at the beginning of this year, and this Tour to Talbot is going to be our first event. Oh, that's very cool. So, it, I mean, it's all about... I guess I guess the good life. I mean, I, I guess living in Talbot is could be. You can see people say they say that is the good life. You know, you don't need to do anything else there. But I mean, do you have a problem with people like getting run over and stuff? I mean, I, I am terrified to ride my bike in. You know, there, there are very few roads in Annapolis and that I feel comfortable on. Yeah, and that's the great part about the Eastern Shore is there are lots of roads that are safe for cyclists, and there are some that are not. And I think one of the things that we're working on is one of the things we're missing about Talbot County are what we like to call linear parks. And we try and stay away from the, the term bike lane because we think that a lot of people think of bike lane as specifically just for people who like to ride 20 miles an hour in spandex. Right. And those aren't really the people that were um, trying to Do you to ride 20 miles an hour in spandex? Come Sometimes on, I reach 20. Okay. But. <laughs> what about the spandex? I'm, never, I, I'm, not, I'm not going over that yet. I don't, Helps it be more aerodynamic, so yeah. <laughs> But, you know, what we want to do is we want to make um, a network of, of linear parks on the eastern shore and make it a destination for people like you coming from places like Annapolis. We're really only 45 minutes from here over the bridge. And we would like people to have the opportunities to ride stuff like we have a three-mile section of rails to trails in eastern right now. And that's really one of the only protected bike lanes available on the eastern shore. So that really forces people like you and I to ride on the roads and find the roads that are safe. And the nice part is is that we have a lot of really nice country roads. Mm-hmm. So there's great opportunities, but in order to get to those country roads, you need to you need to ride through town. You know, I live right in, in Easton, and I have to ride on Aurora Street, which is, in my opinion, one of the more dangerous areas to ride a bike in Easton. I'm, I'm competing with cars. I'm competing with... Delivery trucks and... Yeah, it's a real safety issue. So that's one of the things that we're, we're hoping to work on as part of this organization. You know, we're talking about safety, we're talking about advocacy, and we're talking about, you know, creating a safer environment for people of, you know, all different mobilities. You mentioned you've got plenty of safe roads to do. And, I mean, I, some of my favorite pictures I took were along on that ride. Uh, you know, you've gone from w- spectacular water views where that one rest stop was. Uh, if you went the longer ride, which we didn't last year, you had the Oxford Ferry. Right. And, um, you know, there were some beautiful farmlands. And, you know, some I, I think they were wheat fields that we went by. Mm-hmm. Much, not up on my crops. <laughs> but it, it – and there was a group – there were so many groups of people that were just so wonderful. I mean, there was there was a church group that was riding. I mean, obviously there were some hardcore bikers. Uh, there was there were some casual bikers. I mean, you right, know, I, and we like to have it so people can do the long distance or they can do a thirty mile. Sometimes we even encourage people just to ride out to the Oxford Ferry and back, and that keeps you at twenty. So there's a lot of different options that you can have if you're going to make the trip. That's very cool. Well, how do we how do we get involved with Talbot Thrive and Tour de Talbot? Sure. Well, we, we have uh, two websites. We have TalbotThrive.org has its own site, and you can learn more about the organization and getting involved with that. And then TorToTalbot.org is actually the information about the bike ride, and you can sign up online. 
So we're, this year we have two options. We have a $25 option, which is um, you get all the benefits of the ride, but you don't get the T-shirt. And That's then no a fun. $50 option, you get all the benefits of the ride and the T-shirt. And we're kind of, right now, we're really building our sponsorships and trying to get more companies and private organizations involved. And the money that we raise outside of the funding for Talbot Thrive is going to be going to several nonprofits in the Talbot County area, which is what we did last year. Well, that's nice. Well, there was, there was one nonprofit, and, and I don't know, I draw a blank on the name, but I looked into them and I thought they were doing such a great job. But they were born out of the pandemic, and they were one of the sponsors at the waterfront rest stop. Sure. That would be Dock Street Foundation. Yes. And that's run by Richard Marks, who was one of our board members. And uh, the other, one of the other nonprofits that we support is the YMCA of the Chesapeake. They'll be there at our Oxford Ferry uh, rest stop again this year. And then another uh, nonprofit that we supported last year and this year is called Care Packs of Easton. And basically, they're a nonprofit that puts together um, bags of food for kids to take home from school on Friday afternoons. So people, families who are food insecure can take home a care pack on Friday. To take them through to, the weekend. To get them through the weekend. So it's a great community, you know, nonprofit that we support. You know, we've talked to the Anne Arundel County Food Bank uh, recently, and, uh, you know, it's, but for the grace of God go I, that I am, you know, thankful that I can sit here with a plate of wings, that I can go home, and then I've, I've got food in my refrigerator. And, and But there are so many people uh, in our state and our, in our community that are food insecure. And it's something that this pandemic has really sort of opened my eyes to certainly I think to anybody so I mean I think you know these organizations that are doing this that are helping the the kids I mean the food pantries haven't slowed down sure uh, even the first year that we did it we know all the money went right to the Maryland Food Bank and then the following year we kind of opened it up to other nonprofits and we said you know if you want to help us at a rest stop we'll share the, the, the proceeds with you and we had, you know, those nonprofits were willing to do that, provide a couple volunteers at a rest stop to hand out water and food. And then at the end of the day, we kind of divided the profits amongst the those different organizations. Do you, do you need volunteers to pull this, this I almost said race again, but pull this ride <laughs> off again? Yes, for sure. Reach out to me on talwithrive.org. There's a contact form. We're happy to have any help you can give us. Okay, and what kind of volunteer stuff do you use? Um, it would be great to have people to help at check-in. Uh, you know, packet pickup the day of, uh, handing out T-shirts. It would be great to have people um, on the race course. If you have any bike repair skills and you want to run supporting gear, SAG vehicle uh-huh. for us, we would love to have help in that area. We have some of our local bike shops helping out, but they're they're pretty short-staffed too, so they're basically going to be there kind of at the beginning to help people get their bikes ready and then have to go open their go shop. Go open their shop, sure, sure. <laughs> so that's an issue. Um, and, and any help that we can have for rest stops is always appreciated. Again, I keep talking about this this race and how uh, 30 miles just seems so daunting, and even 20 miles does seem daunting for a casual biker. And, it, again, it's not. The eastern shore tends to be very flat. Uh, the roads tend to be very wide. And it's, let's face it, it's early in the morning. It gets underway at 8 o'clock. At, at 7, actually. Okay. So any you can, it's kind of a rolling start, so any time between 7 and 8, if you want to get going, it would be great. Well, I know last year what we did is we, again, did the 30. We got back, we got a little bit of something to eat, uh, just a little light snack, and then we ended up, uh, you know, loading the bikes up, and we spent the rest of the afternoon in St. Michael's. Oh, nice. Yeah, a lot uh, of Which is, you know, I mean, and I think, you know, it's part of the route takes you to the road to St. Michael's where you go right you continue on the route you go left you go into st michael's so yes yeah. uh, and I, we would love to include the town of st michael's in the future but right now and and 
the, the actual route to and from St. Michael's is pretty dangerous. So that's kind of one of the reasons why we have Talbot Thrive was because the route to St. Michael's brings in a lot of tourism. People want to come and they want to bike that area. And we want to make sure that that route is as safe as possible before we would actually promote a ride using those roads. Right. Well, how long does it take? I mean, it took us, uh, I want to say it probably took us two and a half hours or something like that to do 30 miles. What's, I mean, when are you all wrapped up? I mean, when's you, well, you're wrapping up with the expo. Yep, we're, we're hoping to have the expo from like 10 to 2. So typically probably the ride support and the rest stop is probably wrap up around 1 o'clock. We anticipate the 62 milers will probably be finished through that area by then. So the, run, the ride will probably wrap up at 1, and then the Thrive Expo will be from 10 to 2. What do we expect at the Thrive Expo? some nonprofit groups to come and kind of um, talk about their own mission and get people to, you know, sign up to support them. A beer truck, if I could get one. Yes. So we're working with a distrib- a dis- Cali distributors to try and get one of their beer trucks. Unfortunately, it's St. Michael's Beer Festival the same day, so that uh. might be um, difficult. Sprout is going to be providing box lunches for the riders after the, after the ride. Um, we're going to have some music and hopefully some activities for kids. That'll be fun, man. You, I, I love to see a good idea come out of adversity right. and, and grow. And it, really, that's what you've done. I mean, you've taken uh, this god-awful pandemic, and it was funny when you said, you know, three years ago, and I'm like going, really? And it was like, yeah, wow, we've been in this for this long. Yeah. You know, I mean, kids that were born in the pandemic are getting ready to go to kindergarten next year, I guess. Right. <laughs> I guess. But it's so wonderful to see an event, you know, take off and take a life of its own. Are you limited as far as the number of riders that you can have? Probably max out at 550. Okay, you have so to you We have had to give about them 300 a, last year, so I think it's a good goal. You have to give them a number, the powers that be a number? Yeah, the, you really need to talk to state police and, and in, in our case, uh, sheriff's department, and depending on the road crossings that you're going to be using and where you want support so that they know ahead of time. I do recommend going over the bridge. I mean, Easton is a beautiful town. You have some of the best restaurants in the state, I am convinced. I understand there are some of the best, most gorgeous property, waterfront properties, but they tend to be behind gates and long driveways, so I can't really see. But I, Well, if you do the longer routes and you get to take the Oxford Ferry, then you'll get a pretty good view from that. So highly recommend. Yeah, uh, Lycra spandex required? Not required. Not required. Do we get funny looks when we don't? No, you will not. <laughs> Everyone is welcome. <laughs> <laughs> how, was, how, how was your youngest rider last year? Do you know how... I don't. We don't ask for age when we have signups. No. I do, I do recall seeing some kids probably teenage yeah. ages. Yeah. And I think in the future we'd like to have, um, my plans for the future is to have a bike rodeo for kids where we would kind of rope off a parking lot at the fire hall and have kids bring their bikes and learn about bike safety and do a little obstacle course as they go through. Hit on bike safety, and that's so so critical to... Uh, bike safe. I mean, and, uh, you know, I was in riding somewhere, and they said, "Oh, take the." Uh, I can't remember what the term was, but like bikers' courtesy and blow through the red light. And I tend to be like, "Yeah, no, I'm going to wait till that's green, just because I don't know what's coming down." And right. you know, you can you can do that. And you know, one of the things before I started to get into biking, and I mean, I rode when I was little and very casual. I've never been very serious about it, but as I as an adult, I got. I said, "Okay, well, I'm not quite as agile as I was when I was 18. I don't bounce as good as <laughs> you know as, as I did then. So I need to be a little bit more conscious of what I'm doing. You know, I, I need to be aware of somebody opening a door and everything else." In that lapse of time between a teenager and an adult, you know, I really had some animosity to bikers because they, you know, they 
they think they own the road. No, we need they don't own the road, nor do cars, but we do need to share it. Right. And I think the, one of the most important things about being a cyclist and being part of a group or being part of an event is setting a good example. You know, I think that the reason why people in cars hate cyclists because they view us as breaking all the rules. You know, why are you rolling through that stop sign? Well, you don't really understand how hard it is to clip out of this bike and come to a complete stop. You know, I've been yelled at on the road for not coming to a complete stop at a stop sign. As right. the person rolling is rolling through the stop sign and yelling at me. Right. You know, so, but I think that as cyclists, if we set a good example and, and follow the rules of the road, meaning we stop at lights, and that keeps it's keeping your own safety in mind, it's difficult because you, you can't, it's difficult to tame people's anger when it comes to cyclists. And the best way you can do that is by following the rules. Right. And I know the rules of the road. I know I can ride two up sometimes if I want. You've got plenty of room to go around me. I know on a, on a t- in-town road, I know to ride single file because, you know, you're going to be going around me. And hopefully you're following the rules, too, and giving me that three feet. Right. Right. So. Right. No, and that, that's a new, fairly new rule, uh, new law in Maryland. So, and I, I know that the... Uh, Several different organizations have worked very hard to, you know, get people to recognize that bicyclists are entitled to part of the road. And, sure. And part of the go. goal of Talbot Thrive is education and safety. You know, we want people who don't cycle to know what the rules are as well as the people who do. Because the people who are driving around at 4,000-pound automobile are way more dangerous to me than I am to them. That's true. What kind of bike do you have? I oh, you're going you're gonna to tell me you got like four. Okay. I have a Cervelo. Okay. Okay. And how long have you been riding? I've been riding uh, longer distances since about 2008. Okay. My nephew had leukemia. This interesting story about how I got into it. My nephew had leukemia. He was four. And we were not allowed to see him for about six months as he was going through treatment. So I felt a little antsy and a little frustrated with that and was trying to think of ways that I could help. So I signed up for Team in Training, which is a program through Leukemia and Lymphoma Foundation, to ride 100 miles around Lake Tahoe to raise money for Leukemia and Lymphoma Foundation. So I did that in 2008 and 2009 and raised almost $10,000 doing those two bike rides. And then I was hooked. So. Did you think, okay, so you weren't doing it. Did you, th- did you think you could do 100 miles? Or no, I did not. I cried when I finished because <laughs> it was the hardest thing athletically I'd ever done, but it was the most satisfying athletic event I'd ever done. It's usually 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 the way it is. And I, I will say that, again, I'll reiterate that don't let the numbers, you know, dissuade you because it's, I, I mean, great for all ages. I know... Um, you know, the big joke on me last time at the um, Lifeline was that I was passed by an older guy on a unicycle. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so that gives you the, you know, what, you know, what, what can go down. And I mean, you can sign up for it now, and there's plenty of time to train for that distance, whichever distance you choose between now and June 4th. That's true. Now, I've never really trained. Just I Just build up your miles every week. Just go up there and get out there and, and, and ride on it. Um, I do recommend you have a decent bike. Uh, I had a friend of mine that did one of these rides and rented one from Pedal Pushers, and it was like the beach bike with no speeds and everything else. But he did, he was in his late 60s and he did 15 miles. Yeah. So I was like, and it is flat, so you don't use too many gears. <laughs> good, good on him. Good on him. Heather Grant, thank you very much for your time. You want to go to tourdetalbot.org, and that's T O U R D E T A L B O T.org. 
You want to go to TalbotThrive.org as well and learn about the uh, the organization behind this. But get out. June 4th is a it's, the weather is going to be beautiful. It's not going to be too hot. It's not going to be too cold. Uh, it's going to be a great half day that you're going to spend down on the eastern shore. Think about coming in early on Friday night and going out to some of our restaurants and support the local businesses and cool. How, many, for the can, how many can your house fit? Oh, two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're not going to be staying at Heather's house. But Plenty <laughs> of great hotels in East. No, there, there, there absolutely are. I mean, it's. I, I do love to get out of Annapolis and off of the Western Shore and, and explore uh, the Eastern Shore. I mean, some of my favorite restaurants are over there. Uh, I love the Cross Kent Island Trail. Is a nice nice trail as well. And just go a little bit south into uh, Talbot County and see what you got. Is there anything else that we need to know or that's surprising that we... I don't think so. Thank you for having me. Well, this would be great. Um, we are... I am trying to get together a... Um, a little team, if you will, to ride this. We've got about six people that have, I don't know whether they financially committed, you could tell me that, but that have committed. June 4th, and that is a Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Uh, at the Easton Fire Hall, there's plenty of parking down there on the, a road that I don't know how to pronounce. It's like Ike or something like that. Oh, Leonard Rick Drive. Right, and right. then up and down Aurora Street is plenty of parking, and then we'll also have overflow parking at the Talbot County Board of Ed. Wonderful ride. 20, just to the Oxford Ferry and back. 30, which will do a loop through Eastern Round through... Um, yep, the, all the routes go south to Cambridge to Windy Hill Landing and then over to the ferry for the 30, for the 40 and 62 mile route. And then 30 will cut back to Easton. And through Trap and... Yeah, and then the 62 mile route will also go up to Tunis Mills, which is a beautiful area in northern Talbot County, and then back around south into Easton. I highly recommend it. TourToTalbot.org. Go register. And if you want to jump on our team, give me an email and we'll we'll figure that out. I mean, it's not really a team, but I mean, basically, if you want to ride with us and get a t-shirt, send me an email. What's the longest ride you've ever done? You did 100 to get in on it. You like jumped into the deep end. Yeah, 100 was about the most I'd ever want to do, especially in the hills of Lake Tahoe. Yeah, I'd imagine. Heather, thank you so much. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ionanapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.